0: So good day, everyone. Thank you once again for joining me. This is Jim Phillips, editor and publisher of Nil Desperandum. On the line with me today is Miss Shelley Lee, author of The Architect of Apathy, uh, which you have just recently heard, I hope, uh, in Nil Desperandum number 14. Shelley, thank you for joining me. Thank
1: you for inviting me.
0: My pleasure. So tell me about The Architect of Apathy. found it a certainly a fascinating story um it has a very kind of fairy tale you know aesop's fables uh feel to, uh-huh. to me
1: yeah i've always you know i've always been fascinated by fairy tales it was how i started off you know learning how to read and um yeah i i love fairy tales but i think my um my biggest inspiration for that uh particular story was um the works of Hayao Miyazaki, who does the, um, the animated films, and especially his uh, movie, The Castle in the Sky. Ah. And I just, uh, yeah, I've always been struck by that image of, like, a floating castle in the sky. And so I thought, you know, what a great opportunity this will be for me to mix, you know, my fascination with fairy tales and that movie together.
0: So why, why apathy? That seems to be a, an interesting choice.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know, it just, it seems like one of the very important themes that are, that's very, um, kind of skimmed over, especially in our society. I feel like, I just feel like it it, it was one of those, um, it was one of those emotions that I really, or lack of emotions that I really wanted to, uh, explore and just to get to know a little better and, you know, what better way to discover more about yourself, uh,
0: and to uh, write a story so in the uh, at the end of course uh, apathy comes I guess I don't want to say crashing down but uh, floating down to earth it's it it seemed like a very at least I found it a kind of a very powerful image and uh, what I you know what, what it really drew me towards was you know okay what was it like before apathy came to earth? I mean, I, you know, kind of the, mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a pre Pandora, you know, before all these things are loose in the <laughs> world, what is the world like? That's that that's the remarkable question I kept asking myself, you know, how is, what, what is a world without apathy look like?
1: Right. I mean, what would happen if, you know, you cared about everything? It would, I don't know. It would. um, I just, I wanted to leave that a little open ended and to let the reader wonder about that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I've actually been thinking about doing like a, a follow up story to The Architect of Apathy, kind of like a, a prequel story. Um, but you know, I, I, I think that there are some things that are beyond the bounds of the human equation. And I think that a world without apathy is one of them, which is why it's, it was very difficult for me to, um, which is why I kind of had to leave the story a little vague, so that I w- I didn't seem like I was, you know, pushing an image onto readers.
0: That certainly certainly allows for that. I I, I found you know as, as I was reading you know, my first sort of read through was it was it it almost felt you know it was kind of a downer as oh you know okay. You know, oh, we had this great world before, and okay, now everything, you know, now everything, everyone's starting to get apathetic, and so forth, and oh, this is you know, it's kind of a downer and a little depressing. But the the more times I read it and as I thought about it more, I thought, well, wait a second, what would a, in a world without apathy, we have to care about everything? Wouldn't that be the more horrible? I mean, isn't this actually, you know? a good thing in ways because it allows us to, you know, having the ability to be apathetic and having that come down to us, allow us to focus on the things that really matter is there was an interesting dichotomy there that, uh, that, that really Mm -hmm. opened itself up on, on further readings. Yeah.
1: it, It really begs the question, you know, whether or not, um, apathy is something that, um, that, you know, that consumes us or, or rather it, you know, defines us. And I, I really, that's really something that, you know, I myself don't know, but I've always found apathy to be such a fascinating emotion and not, not just an emotion, but, you know, a weapon for other people and for ourselves. So, um, so I really don't know how to answer that question, but, uh, I think that's all I
0: got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, some questions don't need to be answered. The, some questions, mm-hmm. it's just nice to have the question and just kind of open it up and think, yeah, what? wait a second, is it? I'm uh, not really sure. It's <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: But you're you are right. Apathy is definitely, you know, a gift. Mean, sometimes its it's the refusal to make a choice that makes a choice for us. And so that makes us wonder if, you know we re- do we really define ourselves at the very end
0: of things. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh to shift gears a little bit, uh <laughs> you I believe uh were just uh recently uh, attending uh Launchpad, yes?
1: Yeah, I was. It was so awesome. It was like the time of my life. <laughs> so yes, I was in a very remote uh, place, but I've never been as excited to be in one.
0: <laughs> uh, so I assume you came out of that with all sorts of new inspiration, and
1: uh... yeah, it was great. I mean, I learned so much, and um, I, th- I guess the best part was really the people. Um, it was just, it was just such a great bonding event, and it was like there were so little of us that we each got to know so much about each other. And I was just overwhelmed by like how cool all these people were and like how accomplished they are in their, you know, in their respective fields. And um, yeah, I actually, I was, I had been struggling to finish uh, a particular story since November and um, Stan Schmidt, who was the editor of analog was like, you know, Hey, send this story to me. I'm like, it's not finished. And he's like, or whatever, just send it to me, and I'll help you with it. And he totally, like, helped me through that entire story, and it's like, you know, a very, it's a product that I'm very proud of.
0: (laughs) Uh, Amazing. I
1: mean, it was a great experience, yeah. So I definitely encourage any science fiction writer or editor to attend because it is totally worth it, and it's, like, totally free. So why not?
0: (laughs) Exactly. All you got to do is make your way to Wyoming. No problems sir. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and you do, I believe, have a novel upcoming.
1: Yes, I have a novel coming out. Uh, hopefully, if there are no delays, it will be anywhere from summer to fall of 2012. It's called The Royal Hunter. It's a young adult fantasy. I usually write science fiction, but um, obviously The Architect of Apathy is not science fiction. uh and this novel is not either. And its it, I, I like to write stories with um, moral questions in mind. And uh, The Royal Hunter is definitely a big moral question.
0: So is, is the editing process done, or are you still working through that?
1: Um, well, I will be going off to college at the end of August. And so my editor and I, uh, Jill Santapalo at uh, Philomel, uh, we are working to finish Everything on the novel before I go to school, so I don't
0: ruin my GPA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that opens up a whole other question. I mean, it's yeah, right. How, how do how do you foresee being able to? You know, certainly so far your work output is you know, remarkable. Uh, you <laughs> Thank know, you. Remarkable catalog. You know, are, are you going to have to you know step back from that a little bit as you're at university um, or? Have you figured out how you're going to balance that yet?
1: I I really don't know. Um I find that the busier I am the more productive I become just because I'm in that mindset to work. Uh but when I get lazy it's, I mean, I'm pretty hardcore lazy when I'm lazy and I don't you know, I don't I don't take that lightly. Um but you know, um I, I really hope that my productivity level doesn't stop and um you know, I think being in college and absorbing all those things, I'll probably have more to write about. So you'll probably see more of my work.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, certainly uh, certainly hope to. Certainly look forward to it. Um, mm-hmm. So you said The Royal Hunter is coming out sometime next year? Yes. Uh, is it, you now since it is young adult fantasy, I mean, you kind of have to ask the question, you know, okay, is it, you know, how many volumes are there in the series? <laughs> Seems impossible Um, for anyone to write young adult fantasy these days without having, uh, you know, three, four, eight, whatever.
1: Um, (laughs) I'm hoping it will be a trilogy and stop there. But obviously, you know, I have to go as far as, you know, the character and the plot take me and... You know, as long as my publisher is willing to accept novels, I think I'm probably going to be cranking them out, whether or not it is part of this Royal Hunter trilogy or not.
0: So. Excellent.
1: Yeah. But um, I'd love to try my hand at, you know, writing other genres, too. I mean, I'd, I'd love to write, you know, literary fiction, and I'd love to just do anything and everything. So. Uh, uh.
0: Well I I I feel I would be remiss in in hopefully I'll ask this in slightly a different way than I I'm sure you get this question a lot but with your uh, oh, no. your, your success so far and mm-hmm. you know you your writing is just really amazing you know you. I I I don't want to you know I I certainly don't want to say you know oh how can you how are you able to do this at such a young age it's I'm not going <laughs> to ask question. that question <laughs> Okay. But I am what. What I am curious about is, you know, has it been has you know your age? You are you know, as you said, just about to start university here, so you are you know fairly a youngin, if you will. <laughs> okay. ha Has that has that been a problem for you at, at any point? You know, where you know an editor or publisher has said, well, you know, uh, you know, we we might like to look at this, but you know, you're only eighteen. Well, wait a second. You know, hold on.
1: Um, uh, yeah, definitely when I was younger, when I was, you know, 14, 15, and I'd just, you know, written my first novel, and I was shopping it around, and, you know, agents would be like, oh, I'd love to look at it. You're 14 years old. Wow. And then they'd read it and they'd be like, wow, this is really good, but, you know, you're too young, and I'm looking for, you know... Uh, and I just, I really didn't understand why age had anything to do with quality of writing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess that when you're older, you have more things to share and, um, more things to talk about. But I think in terms of writing quality, it really is about, you know, how much time you put in. And so when I was younger, it was definitely a problem. Um, but then I think when I first started publishing and I started getting publishing credits under my name, it became, you know, less about my age, but the stories that I had under my belt. And, uh, but nowadays, um, I really don't tell uh, people or editors about my age until it's, like, well, before I was 18, um, until it was, like, time to sign the contract, so.
0: (laughs) Until it's too late.
1: Yeah, it just got to be weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You certainly think it it shouldn't matter, but, yeah, I I can see, you know, when you're in your mid-teens, you know, some editors and, you know, some people in general kind of taking a step back and... Yeah, you know, I, I guess you know, did did you ever have anyone ask you, you know, is this really your work? You know, how how is it possible for a you know, for a teenager to be able to write this well? Did you, did 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 that question ever come up?
1: You mean was there like questions about like whether or not it's like my own work? Um, yes. I I I I don't know. Um I write primarily longhand so i write everything on my notebook before i transfer it to a laptop or to the computer and i really don't know i've actually i've never gotten that question before surprisingly uh no i have not gotten that question
0: <laughs> <laughs> certainly to do all this i imagine you must have a, a pretty a solid uh support network of family and friends who uh supporting you in doing uh, all
1: this. (laughs) My parents keep me very, very grounded. Um, And, yeah, I've got friends that uh, will read my stories and give me feedback. Um, The one thing I really, really, I would like to have in the future is like a a writing group, like a critique group. And, um, you know, living in a small town in the Midwest, I've never really found, you know, a group where I could have that face-to-face contact with and have people who, you know, motivate me through their own writing. And I would I would love to discover that sometime in the future. That was that's definitely a big regret of mine.
0: Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> um Uh so anything else coming out uh, soon that we should be looking for?
1: Um I just saw uh, like a fair another fair like a legit fairy tale yesterday. Like this the architect of apathy was more of a fantasy, but I I see the fairy tale, you know, undertones, but this one's like a legitimate fairy tale called uh, the Turtle's Greatest Fear that I sold to um it's called it's an anthology called Stories from the Hearth and it will be out from Woodland Press and so um there's that and then there's um there is a story in nature that will be coming out soon called Every Girl Dreams of Falling in Love. Um, and then just I think those are the two big ones or the two ones that come to mind um and uh well, I hope I'll have more to announce soon <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent well, we certainly uh certainly look forward to hearing more from you and uh thank you hopefully uh you will let uh, us here at Neil Desperandum throw a few more stories our way at some point.
1: all right, I promise.
0: i look forward to seeing them
1: okay thank you so much jim for talking to
0: me oh thank you for joining me shelly i greatly appreciate it
1: Uh yeah bye
0: take care bye